Hey everybody, it's Grace's with a quick heads up. Uh, there were some audio problems again, uh, just a little bit. Um, right at the beginning, it mostly stops uh, the middle of the podcast. I kind of figured out what went wrong. So hopefully next episode I'll have it uh, solidified and we'll be good to go. Um, anyway, thanks for your patience. Uh, we're watching Mighty Patrojero next, as we say in the episode. All right, uh, enjoy. It's seasons. <laughs> A year of movies. Um, <laughs> I'm Emma. I'm Grace. That was a way to start this. Hey. It's my way or the highway. I'm not sure that's how it works. <laughs> well, we are back. Uh, back. Regardless of how we got here. <laughs> and we are continuing our Miyazaki season. Watch Castle in the Sky, which is great. This is uh, a very good movie. It's an extremely I, good. Yo, know, to be clear, I don't think there's a single one of these movies that I'm expecting to dislike mm-hmm. um, watching again. Like, you know, I've seen all of them, uh, some many times, and enjoyed enjoyed most of them every time. Um, so, you know, I mean, we'll see. There's been some that I haven't watched in a long time. Uh, I did not expect to, like, I love this movie mm-hmm. in a way you know, I did not think I would uh, uh, coming into it. Yeah, no, I, oh, gosh, I love this movie so much. When I was younger, so I haven't seen all the Miyazaki movies. Um, when I was younger, um, some friends of mine did, like, we did, like, a marathon and we watched five Miyazaki movies um, in a day. And uh, this was my favorite that we watched that day. And I felt like like you or something because like we watched spirited away that day and i was that's, like no the like, thing is that's the new one spirited away is the new one. Oh no i felt like it i don't I, oh okay but he's yeah. sorry <laughs> let, 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 finish, finish. I you were, let me okay i'll explain what i thought you were i thought you were saying that you were like casting the sky is my favorite and like i felt like a new because like that's the mm-hmm. like that's a basic one to be the favorite right mm-hmm. i was like no like spirited away is the basic one to be one favorite yeah, yeah no it so, felt yeah what what i feel at the time was like oh like, like spirited away is like you know like so many of these other movies we watch that same day it's like you know um has like it's just like, darker and like deeper you know in like certain ways and stuff and like right. you know but like castle in the sky is like like cute and pretty you know like that's right. how i thought of it like at the time well it's also going from i mean yeah like we're just going to logical order right but going from from cagliostro to masica to this mm-hmm. because in some ways this is like what if Nautica had the setting and tone of Cagliostro, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, True. And so, yeah. So the thing is, I think you're gonna get this right, but it's it's a pretty sophisticated movie, you know. Yeah. Way that, yeah. No, it is. Um, but yeah, uh, as like a teenager, I was just like, yeah, I was like, you know. And in many ways, I still, like, feel this all the time as an adult. But I was like, oh, my opinions are bad because, like, right. they're not as serious, you know? Right. As a, yeah. which, like... Well, I feel like it's something we've touched on the podcast before with talking about, like, Force Awakens versus Last Jedi. Exactly, right? And, like, right. how... how um, yeah, because, like, I mean, I, I don't think there's, you know, I, I'm, I mean, as we discussed on that uh, podcast, probably the most watchable Star Wars movie because it's, it's, like endlessly charming and has these <laughs> actors who have like tremendous charisma <laughs> and like you know that's a perfectly good reason to like a movie right that's like not <laughs> but people can be weird about stuff like that right yeah yeah i like i was weird about it in my own brain 
um, for so long. But, like, I watched it again a year ago and, like, you know, super Castle loved in the Sky, it. to be yes, clear. Yes, Castle yeah. in the Sky. Um, and I watched it a year ago and, like, super, like, had a great time. Um, and stuff, but, like, so, like, then I watched it this time, this week, and I was like, yo, this is, like, the dopest movie. It's so good, like, in every possible way. Um, so, so that was just, like, so enjoyable and validating. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's real good. I remember that, like, so I, I watched, the movies I watched, I mean, the movies I watched as a kid, kid, was, like, mostly Totoro. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Spirited Away. I mean, and, and Kiki's Labor Service, that was the big one. That was mm-hmm. the one I watched, like, a ton. Um, and I remember, I remember on the VHS tape, or whatever, <laughs> I think it was a VHS tape, mm-hmm. for, for Kiki's Delivery Service, there was a trailer for Castle in the Sky, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa. Like, that movie looks incredible, right? Because, <laughs> um, you know, I was like, I'm like, lol, I'm a boy, and, like, I like macho things. <laughs> Action. Machines. Machines. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, anyway, um, and like, yeah, the movie has, has those things, you know, has, has machines and action. Anyway, uh, we should probably start, uh, summarizing the movie before we get, I think that's a good opening, uh, yeah. salvo. Yeah, so we're gonna try to keep it, uh, shorter than usual, I'll say. That's all I'll promise. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so, so. You should just watch this movie. You should watch this movie, yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to see, we're going to look at the time. I'm going to look at the time, mm-hmm. and we're going to see if we can do this in five minutes. All right. So, basically, the main character, Sheeta, is the long-lost princess of an ancient kingdom. <laughs> this is very distracting, having the headphones on. I'm going to turn the volume way down. Okay. Um, and she is like this little necklace with a little crystal on it. And the military and these pirates are, like, looking for her. And they, the military's got her in prison on this big old airship. Mm-hmm. And the pirates show up and they're like blasting everything, right? And she like tries to escape but ends up falling off the airship. But then the crystal like awakens and she like falls, you know, softly to the ground. It's like feather fall, the spell mm-hmm. in D&D. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yes. So she, she is caught yes. in midair um, by Patsu, my best boy. The best, the absolute 100% best boy. <laughs> um, who lives and works in this mining town. Um, so he, like, takes her in, takes care of her. Um, and, like, the next day, you know, when the uh, the pirates show up and he, like, protects her, same thing, military shows up. Like, they're yeah. all on Sheeta's tail. Right. Um, so this is really, really delightful uh, action sequence. Um, but ultimately, Sheeta gets captured uh, by the military and taken to his base Patsu is also taken with her, I think, because mm-hmm. he tries to resist her. Yeah. Um, and uh, and basically, like, they kind of meet up again, and they release Patsu, and Shida tells him to, like, like get away from her, like, forget about her, basically. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. At the duress of the, yes. the evil colonel yes. guy who's the bad Muska. The bad. Muska. That's such a good villain name. <laughs> That's yes. very good. Muska is so bad. He's, and what he... Yeah, I think he's the most evil Yuzaki protagonist. I mean, antagonist. Yeah. Except maybe the guy in Kamastro, which I don't really feel like counts, but... Yeah. No. He's he, he's he's so watchable and so evil. Yeah, he's very evil. <laughs> um, and so he... But yeah, he wants the crystal um, plus Shita, um, because, like, the crystal... Um, 
leads back to Laputa, which is this, you know, this ancient kingdom that's in the sky. The crystals um, make the city float up in the air, that makes Sheeta float, you know, when she's falling in danger um, and stuff. And so that's why, you know, at in order to protect Patsu, Sheeta's like, get out of here. Um, Patsu goes home and the pirates are in his house um, and they like kind of take him and they're like all right we're off to get the crystal and he's like please take me with you like i do like i'm safe she does um, yeah and they they basically agree like they you know there's stuff right yeah. um so they go to rescue Sheeta, and um also like the colonel's like showing her around and like showing her stuff um and there's like this big old ancient laputin robot there Mm. And so she remembers this spell, or this like prayer that her mother taught her when she was like in danger to like be you know be delivered from danger. So she says this prayer so, like with the crystal, and the robot like wakes up and basically starts just like blowing things up and like yeah. trying to, but also like protecting Sheeta yeah. and stuff in an effort right? to protect. Anyway, and then the pirates show up. Show, they rescue Sheeta, and the robot gets blown up. And in the process, the crystal is lost, mm-hmm. and Mosca gets it. Yep. Um, um, anyway, so they uh. Yeah, so they kind of have a general idea of where Laputa is. So um, Patsu and Sheeta are with the pirates, and they're like, you know, we're orphans. We have nowhere to go. Let us just work on your ship. Right. And, you know, let's find Laputa together. Yeah, so um, they so they do that, and they find Laputa. Yep. Um, yeah, there's, like, more stuff that happens there that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they find Laputa, and the military uh, kind of shows up and, like, basically downs the pirate ship mm-hmm. um Shida and patsu are in this sort of like scout vessel that gets detached from the pirate ship and they mm-hmm. crash land into the castle in the sky um and they find like robot who's like peacefully helping folks out oh, it's very sweet and good it's so good um anyway and then while they're the colonel so the military starts ransacking everything mm-hmm. while the colonel's like look, look with the crystal for like some secret special thing mm-hmm. and he finds this like um, anyway, and then while this is happening, like, Patsu and Sheeta are, like, trying to stop him. She, he takes Sheeta down into this, like, big old dome. This big old chamber. <laughs> where it's basically revealed that the, 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 there's, like, this ancient technology in Laputa that's basically, like, an extremely powerful nuke. Or a big yeah. old, yeah. Anyway, shows up again. <laughs> Nukes, they're back. <laughs> in this one. They just keep coming they back. Keep coming, they keep showing up. Um, anyway, and so he portrays the military, and basically he's like, I'm, I'm a god now, I'm gonna, like, well, yeah, I am god king of Laputa. Well, turns out that he also is descended from the royal line. Right. Like Sheeta. Yes, so he is um, also able to sort of control the crystal, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, anyway, so, um, so, uh, Patsu and the pirates, um, kind of meet up, and they're trying to rescue her, uh, Patsu and Sheeta, and the colonel have this, like, dramatic final... Uh, confrontation. Oh my gosh. Um, earlier in the film, they, like, she just sort of confides in Patsu about her childhood and, like, the f- she feels like she has this dangerous power within her. She doesn't know what, like, is going to wait there. Like, she doesn't know about any of this stuff yet, right? Mm-hmm. And she remembers that there's this spell of destruction that her mother told her never to yeah. use. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they kind of meet up and sh- and Patsu's like, hey, you should say the spell of destruction. Yeah. So they... They, like, clasp hands, save the spell of destruction. So good. And the whole thing just, like, crumbles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, wait, are they dead? And, like, the pirates get away, but they're like, oh, they sacrificed themselves for, you know, all mankind and mm-hmm. stuff. But they didn't, they're still alive. Yep. And they just meet up with the pirates and go back to Patsu's Valley and presumably 
get married and own a little house in the mountains. Maybe. They're so cute. They're so cute. I also, yeah. Anyway, so that's basically the movie. Hey, that wasn't too bad. That, that was like too bad. that was like six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yep. So you want to talk about likes and yikes? Yep. And I'm just gonna go first. Yes. So uh, yep, these are just little things that we don't want to spend too much time on, um, but thing, felt necessary. Yeah. To talk, you know, to mention. Yeah, just a little thing we liked and a little thing we didn't like. Mm-hmm. So my like. It's so wonderful. It's like, very good. Like, yeah. I think, like, you know, when they crash in Lapita, like, up through the garden, that's, like, the most, like, stunning and joyful and, like, heartwarming and beautiful, like, part of the movie. But <laughs> <laughs> there's this scene uh, closer to the beginning that is just so astounding. Uh, and it just got me real good. It's, um, so Patsu has, like, rescued Cheetah and he, like, took her home. Um, and stuff, so the seed starts, and Patsu, like, gets out of the, like, he wakes up, he goes onto the roof, he, like, lets out these, like, doves, <laughs> these birds, um, or, like, I don't know if they're, like, pigeons. It looks like they're doves, yeah. pigeons, maybe. I mean, they're white, right? Yeah. Um, but these birds that he has, um, so he, like, sets them free, and they start, like, flying around in the early morning sun, and he, like... <laughs> He, like, pulls out a trumpet and, like, licks his lips to get ready. It's so cute. And then he, like, plays this wake-up call that, like, resounds over the valley um, and stuff. And it's just, like, yeah, just the sun is shining. The birds are flying. It cuts later, um, like, you know, in part of the scene to Shita, who's, like, in Patsu's, like, you know, he gave her his bed. And she, like, wakes up with this music and is, like, one, you know, wondering what it's like what is happening and we hear it like from her perspective you know my favorite tumblr post patsu's wake up call from another room uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um and stuff and then like you know she just like she climbs out onto the roof and like joins him and it's the cutest thing and it's so peaceful right and beautiful well i think i mean I something that this movie I mean, it's kind of the background. He's like concerned about uh, labor, and like so. So Patsu's a, a coal miner, mm-hmm. and his parent, his dad, was like an explorer, mm-hmm. um, but came from this valley, right? Um, anyway, both his parents are well. His his dad is dead. Yeah, his mom is just not there. Presumably, well, he said he says at one point, you know, we orphans got to we stick orphans together. got to stick together, right? So so like presumed dead, but it's not like specifically talked about, right? Yeah. Um, but he's like this assistant, to, like all these miners and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so there's this emphasis like on, on working class people, and it's like the people who stand up for Shita mm-hmm. when she's being pursued by the military, by these pirates, right, are just like all these working class folks, right? Um, and like, so this is emph- and the thing is, you, you you sort of get this background that like the coal mine is not going well. Things yeah. are like they're not really able to find good stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Things are sort of drying out. Yeah. Um, but it's there's just such like beauty in this like daily routine, right? right? Yeah, and stuff. And it's oh, well, it so emphasizes this yeah this moment where where Patsu's able to just find this like this sort of peaceful beauty mm-hmm. and like transcendence in this like simple. It's yeah, it's it's really magical. It's very good. Yeah, and it's also just it, I mean it doesn't hurt that the the trumpet melody plays is just like stunningly gorgeous, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is a very accomplished. Player. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, what about your yike? Oh, yes. My yike. Um, 
so as we you know refer to there are these pirates um who play a big part in the movie and they're great i love them um there's dola who's the mom and she's like the baddest pirate around yeah Um, i think it's very funny like uh there's this i'm just gonna go on this little tangent there's this 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 post that's been going around um, from i don't know from some interview with miyazaki where He's like, yeah, like Nausicaa's big breasts, and it's because like uses them to like she like she has to comfort the dying man. Yeah, <laughs> balance the wind, right? And, so, and now I'm like, oh man, every mother figure means <laughs> she just has these. You know. She has enormous. Yeah, right. She's mom. mom. Yeah, she's mom. I guess. She has a bunch of boys <laughs> to take care of. Right. Anyway. Anyway. So. Well, so- She's the captain, um, and, like, her husband is also there. He's, like, the engineer. He's not around a ton. He's, like, he's um, a little um, mole man. He's a little mole man. <laughs> They're very I'll, cute. Yeah, I love the scene they play chess together a whole lot. It's, it's very good. good. Um, and then they have a bunch of sons. Like, six or more. <laughs> Some, like, I think there's a couple of pirates that are not their kids. At least, I don't know. Like, he doesn't say it right. Yeah. But, like... Um, anyway, so they're all, all they're all adult men. Um, and <laughs> when, uh, Shita, uh, joins the crew, um, all of the pirates, like, fall in love with her. Like, they have these, this big old crush on Shita. And, like, the scene is, like, very funny and good, like, because they all are, like, trying to impress her. And so that ends up um being like they end up doing all the chores that they like we're just gonna shunt off to her you know because they want to like impress her and the and they like argue you know because like i was gonna help her you know i I, yeah well there's an element of this that's like a little bit like like sort of deconstructing like typical gender dynamics (laughs) i i mean i guess i i Maybe that's a little, but like, but like, sort of like they're like, oh yeah, like she does, like she's gonna be our like house worker and she's gonna cook and clean for us. Yeah. And like I'm never doing any of that stuff again. Yeah. But then like they end up doing most. They end of up the doing work. most of the work anyway, right? And so um, there, there's like something that's nice about that. Yeah. Right? So it it could have been worse, um, but indeed, <laughs> there are like half a dozen grown adults who are crushing on this little child. Yeah. Um, and also it gets weirder. And the fact that, like, multiple characters, like, throughout the movie are like, wow, Sheeta is, like, so much like our pirate mom. <laughs> like, you know, they're the same. And, like, we're in love with her. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, like, it feels like a, an oversight, you know. Right. That, like, comes with, you know, just, like, men making stuff in the 80s, you know? Yeah. Like, like right. it, it, you know there's a lot worse yeah um, what well, it's also it's like i mean to be to be clear about like how this plays out like there's not like this is not a movie that is like sexual at, at, yeah, at all in at like even all. the vaguest sense and like their crush is like not like i don't know like i i've been reading like early dragon ball mm-hmm. lately <laughs> Uh, just like the like, I'm still in the first volume, I think, and it is like mega skeevy with mm-hmm. like the 16 year old girl, mm-hmm. and like there's just nothing even no. approaching that. Yeah, right. No, it's and so, it's true. Yeah, though I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. but it's still weird, right? Yeah, like so I'm I'd not, say like it's not triggering, like you know? <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, it is yeah. there, and like it just kind of feels like I don't know in this day and age, like if that were to, ha- it would feel just like careless, right? Right. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. And I mean, yeah, 
there are, there are things that sort of, I think, like, it helps that it's not live action, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but it is, like, like, you don't know how old these dudes are, but they are so much older than Cheetah. Like, at least, like, if she's, like, 14. Yeah. You know, they're, like, the youngest is maybe, like, 20. Yeah. At right. the, maybe. <laughs> they're probably all over, like, 25, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is not, yeah, it is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, but that's my yike. So, Grace. What is your yike and your like? Okay, so uh, my like, there's a scene where, um, so when Pazu and Cheetah are getting chased in town, um, where they hide in the house of, like, basically, like, Pazu's, like, father figure slash boss, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, Anyway, and he, um, he, like, sort of goes in the house, and the couple pirates show up, and they're like, hey, we know that you're hiding the people in the house, and we gotta get in. And... (laughs) That's like, well, you're not getting in because I'm a Mr. Gruff man. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and the pirate's just like, well, I'm real tough. He's like, yeah. And, like, his brother's like, yeah, like, pop your shirt. (laughs) And so he just, like, flexes hard enough that, like, his shirt bursts open. And now it's, like, a V-neck with, like, showing his chest hair, right? And he's like, whoa. But then, like, the the coal miner guy, (laughs) like, smiles deviously and he also does the same thing but like explodes the whole top of his shirt (laughs) Uh, and they get to a brawl um the thing is that i really like about this moment is that it's um it's weird to see something that is celebratory of men's bodies Mm -hmm. in a way that is not like like power fantasy where mm-hmm. it's like oh look like this strong person could be like i want to be able to beat people up right yeah but it's also just like i mean it's it's like funny and mm-hmm. in just some degree it is like making fun of these two men mm-hmm. right and like right after the coal miner like burst his shirt his wife's like i'm like, not remending that yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you know so there is this joke like at his expense right mm-hmm. but there's also the, sort of this joy in yeah. it like it's very sort of especially since like both these characters eventually become people who we sympathize with and care about, right? Mm-hmm. To, to at least some degree. Like, none of the pirates are, like, super well-characterized, right? Yeah. But you, you know, they're they're likable, right? Yeah. Um, at least sort of, <laughs> to some degree, <laughs> as we have discussed. Um, but so I think this this moment, I don't know I don't know exactly, like, it's just something I think about. Like, I've thought about this scene a lot and mm-hmm. thought about how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, like, there's it's so, like, joyful and like celebratory of these men and like them expressing themselves mm-hmm. and makes fun of them in a way that does not feel mean or cheap mm-hmm. right and i think there's just like a balance there that's like really nice yeah um and i think like you know there, there's a really like crappy um like people are like well like men are just as objectified in media as it's women <laughs> and i'd say it's something that's like true but in a, in a way that's totally different than yeah. how what people people who say that mean, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think this is, not that this is something the movie's, like, super intentionally doing, although I also think, like, Pazu is, like, a, you know, a positive masculinity, right? He's the best boy. He is the best boy. Um, but you think there's, this is a scene that sort of, like, undoes the way cameras frame men mm-hmm. a lot of the time in a way that I just feel, like, really refreshed by and I think is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's what the movie's about, mm-hmm. you know? But it's, and I think, yeah, but the thing is, I think this is something like, like, I don't know, I, I feel like when we, and this is something, this is a trap that I have fallen into in my own criticism, and that I'm, like, trying to work on, uh, but we can be, like, awfully reductive about, like, what uh, certain kinds of um, art mean, and how they, have, how they function, 
um, and like you know be like oh man like there were, like I mean something I see a lot and this is like you know people are like man there's like no movies with lesbians that have a happy ending right and it's like those, those are, there's movies do exist like <laughs> yeah. there's like Desert Hearts and there's oh, you know yeah go watch Desert Hearts yeah yeah I, I will no. at some point um, <laughs> but you know there, there's stuff there's stuff out there right and, the, and mm-hmm. I think there, there's a question of like access and like also like people talking about this right yeah but i think also like when people tend to be like oh like like even even you know like people like oh like women weren't allowed to write literature for you know years and it's only till recently and it's like well yeah like that's true and there is like this overwhelming bias in like the western canon towards men but there's also people like sappho right who had like an indelible and tremendous influence on like the west like there's no there's no like western love poetry tradition in the same way without Sappho, right? Yeah. Like, it just does not exist, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, and so I'm just saying, like, like these, these people exist, these figures exist, and I think yeah. it is just nice to see the way, like, yeah, there's this movie that has this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Has these men, like, being sort of, like, vulnerable and, and in a, you know, masculine in, like, certain ways, right? Mm-hmm. But also being, like, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, we'll see that later. Like, Howell is this way, too, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, extremely feminine in, in in stereotypical ways right mm-hmm. um but they're like enriches his character i think yeah i do think and like we'll probably get into this later um i do think this movie is like quite gendered but it is, not yeah. in yeah not in this reductive way yeah right like we'll, we'll get it doesn't sure. yeah it doesn't prioritize like you know one gender over the other or like you know things but like yeah well, I think oh, we could we could really dive into this, and I'm trying to hold off so I can so I can do my like, um, yeah. but yeah, but I think the the ending in in many ways is like you could easily read it as a repudiation of kind of masculine dominance and power, right? Yeah, I think certainly like right or patriarchal, yeah, this, this, I should say. To yes, be clear. yeah, yeah, like kind of like yeah, the systemic yes, power, right, and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, not not anything that's inherent to men yeah, or yeah. masculinity right um and stuff and yeah i love this movie has like like a lot of different types of like both masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. femininity yeah um and it's cool yeah well i mean i think it's also interesting that like you know the pirates are run by a woman mm-hmm. right it's a woman running and then the there's no women in the military at all <laughs> yeah. right they are nowhere to be found <laughs> right and like that i mean yeah like it's you know like that is a choice, and like yep. people are like, "Oh, the military doesn't have women." It's like, "Well, no, that's still this is a fantasy yeah, world." Yeah, and it's like, and this is still a choice. Yeah, and and it really is a choice considering. I mean, we just watched Nausicaa. Yeah. Where the military was run by a woman. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. So, what? Well, yeah. Oh, this is good stuff. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my yike. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, I forgot. We usually do it the other way. Yeah, right, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I like this movie a lot, and actually, I don't know how how I feel exactly about this. So, so. Um, as you can probably tell from what we just talked about and uh, sort of the overall story, this movie is very critical of the military-industrial complex and the urge uh, to, like, even, like, I mean, yeah, there's sort of a there's sort of an element of, like, Muska's plan to, like, take Laputa and his assertion of, like, his hair is, like, very fascist in, like, mm-hmm. in, you know, in a particular sense, right? That, like, this appeal to, like, a historical heritage that enables him to wield power unjustly, yeah. right? Like, that's, um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, like, extremely fascist, right? Um, so, um, but the thing is that the, the politics of this world are, like, not really present mm-hmm. in a big way outside, like, you know, there's, like, the military, and there's, like, these coal miners who are struggling and stuff, right? And there's this incredibly gorgeous opening sequence where you sort of see this, like, 
industrialization happening. Mm, yeah. And like, you know, but it's uncertain. Like, is this like, like you're kind of unsure if this is like something that happened or this is a story. To, like the movie doesn't get into it. And I think part of that is it's trying to evoke this sort of like fable, like this sort of timeless, mm-hmm. right? Like you never learn the name of this, this country. Right. But I do think it, it also sort of like, it flattens some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, like, I don't know if this is a problem with the movie, but it was something that I was thinking about and that yeah. bothered me. Mm-hmm. And that's like, this feels like the place for it, right? For, yeah. For I like think that. especially because, like, um, because at least uh, hypothetically, like, technically, this story is grounded on our Earth. <laughs> yeah, question mark. <laughs> um, question mark. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, get to that. And yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, it's like. Yeah, it does feel out of place. I thought I thought your yike. This is a bonus. Um, a bonus yike. I thought your yike was gonna be just your uh, your disappointment in not hearing Mark Hamill's voice. Oh right, yeah, that actually would have been a good light yike. Uh, so we, we watched the the sub um, again, which I think we will continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who played Muska was pretty mediocre. I felt like it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to tell because it's not it's not my language, and it's you know like. You lose some of the nuance of enunciation. Yeah. Right? You lose some of that stuff. Um, but Mark Hamill's just so delightful. Yeah, he does it in the English um, dub. He does it in the English dub. And it's it just like... So and I, I was, like, hearing the cadence. Because I think... I don't know if we got the wrong subtitles or... Because sometimes the subtitles for the sub are different than they would mm. be for the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure these were the same. Because I remember some of the lines, like, vividly. Yeah. Right? Um Anyway, so they were, they were just I was reading it and then just hearing Mark Hamill's voice in my head. <laughs> and, you know, it was just disappointing. Like, I, man, I I really like Mark Hamill. We talked about this. I think he's incredible in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he's done, like, a lot of really great voice work yeah. uh, over the years, right? In I mean, in this and also, like, in Batman and whatever else, right? Yeah. Um, and I would love to see him get more work. Yes. Give my dad more work. work. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe we'll see him in Guardians 3. Question mark. Uh. <laughs> This is not the time or place for me to find that info out. <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay. Yeah, the the only thing is that uh, James Gunn and Mark Hamill had, like, dinner okay. a few months ago. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's no, like, there was no official word, to be uh-huh. clear. Also clear to our audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Coming in with the hot Hollywood news from, like, a year ago. <laughs> this is also, like, pre all the... Like oh. Disney firing oh. uh, James, yeah. Gen- James Gunn and all that. Who knows? So, yeah. So like, also yeah. Like maybe it was like, oh, like I've got like maybe you know, like Mark Hamill, like oh he'll be this character in Guardians Three, and then like he got fired from the project <laughs> and is gonna make Suicide Squad first mm-hmm. and whatever else, yeah. right? Oh gosh. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just feeling. Yeah, all right, let's get back yeah, to happier coming back, things. Come back yeah. to me. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Um, so, what do we want to talk about? There is a lot to talk about. Again, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this, but, oh, just watch this movie. It, like, there's so many good things about it, and one of it is just, like, the animation. And, like, it's gonna, we're gonna sound like a broken record, like, you know, watching it, but, like, I just felt, because, like, we talked about, um, you know, how, like, the animation in Nausicaa is, like, kind of a step up from Capoeira, like, you know, it was a lot more, like, rich and, you know, yeah. not as hastily put together, obviously. Right. Um, and all and stuff, but, like, there's still, like, you know, like, like, a little shaky in parts. And the way, like, I felt about this movie, like, Nausicaa has, like, incredible, a ton of, like, incredible images. 
um, and, like, you know, set pieces or, like, whatever. Um, but, like, I felt in this movie, like, every single shot, like, <laughs> like, there's not a single, like, shot that, you know, doesn't feel, like, on par right. with the rest of the movie. It is so gorgeous. Well, also, I'm just thinking about these these scenes where, like, the castle is, like, falling apart, mm-hmm. and it's, like, every, all these, like, little <laughs> bricks are, like, individually animated, yeah. right? And, like, and, like, I mean, you know, the thing is you... I don't know, just the way you do stuff like that now, even Mm -hmm. in 2D animation, I imagine, is very different. Yeah. Right? Like, you might still use, like, algorithmic or sort of 3D animation for some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, like, the, like, (laughs) sheer dedication of, like, that, it's just, like, Mm -hmm. kind of astonishing. Yeah. Right? Or, like, I'm thinking about, I talked, like, it, you know, the scene I talked about earlier, it's so beautiful. Um, The scene when they, like, first walk into the garden, and, like, the the background is, are these like beautiful look like watercolors like yeah. these paintings um while the you know the foreground is like you know like the crisp clean hand drawn there that's what i know like in this movie there's like at least in the art style there's like a lot of like contrast of like soft like delicate mm-hmm. but also like detailed backgrounds but then like you know the characters and the things in front like are so like crisp like color blocking you know like yeah what i think that has to do i mean so i uh uh so i took an international cinema class uh, my last semester at at university and the the guy who taught it um was i mean he does a lot of stuff with anime um has written about anime Mm -hmm. and stuff um i mean i think he's like he's you know he does other stuff too he's like really interested in postmodernism and like um, I think he does a class about, like, cinema and the divine. and nice. Which is, like, also, like, there's a lot of anime there about this, right? So <laughs> it's not like, you know, that ends up being there, too, I'm sure. Um, but but he sort of talked about, like, the process of it, and I don't remember the details, but there's a sense of, like, like uh, layering is, mm. like, that how you would sort of start. And this is true of, like, 2D animation in general, but I think maybe anime, I don't know. Like, the way he talked about it, it's, he was like, this is particular form, and, like, most of, yeah. like anime is like concerned with kind of lateral movement Mm -hmm. movement across or like anyway so i think there's yeah there's something interesting about like yeah what you're talking about there and Mm -hmm. sort of the the way this stuff is actually produced right encourages the sense of like layering of like Mm -hmm. different kinds of it's yeah it's so good it's i mean it's beautiful it's an astoundingly beautiful movie yeah Yeah. like how am i supposed to talk about this movie when it's uh great (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's (laughs) Yeah, it's re- it's real good. And actually, I, I think this kind of segues us into uh, something that the movie that I forgot that this movie was about, or never really figured this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, it's not surprising because it's like a, it's a Miyazaki movie. Like, you know, there's gonna be stuff about nature. Nature. There's gonna be stuff about flight mm-hmm. and technology. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what's gonna be in there because it's yep. in like every Miyazaki movie. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh yeah, like I guess that was sort of the thing as we were talking about earlier, like how I was like not expecting to like this one as much as I did. I was like, oh, this is just like the fun adventure one, mm-hmm. right? Like this is like just, and it is that. Like it, it like yeah. we talked about how like in some ways it's like Cagliostro, right? And you feel, you see like that Miyazaki, like that filmmaker yeah. and like probably some of those animators and stuff too mm-hmm. come out in this, right? Um, but, um, but at the same time, like, this is a movie about, like, real things. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so the thing is that, like, so when they r- arrive in Laputa, it has, like, been abandoned forever, right? Yeah. And there's, like, this robot that's, like, caring for the plants oh and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
but besides that like all this sort of like technology or like the markers of civilization are just like overgrown with plants and like even when yeah. they get down into the like underground where like the the like weapon is right the yeah. giant weapon it's just like overrun with vines and of course like Muska's yeah. like disgusted by this yeah. right and it's sort of like I'm gonna I'll have them all burned I think is the mm-hmm. one right and so I think there's basically this this sense and I think it's, it's both sobering and uh, hopeful um, that like yeah like like the violence that we do and the things that we create, the systems we create, mm-hmm. like will like outlive us in some degree. Like right, like there's still this like giant death weapon in the sky, yeah. right? And it is not hard to see parallels to that in the modern world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like nature kind of overtakes it, right? Yeah. And like the it is not useful or practical in the same way that it once was, right? Yeah. Um, and that like that lasts longer. Yeah, right? I have. Two related tangents to this. Okay. Um, a quick one is, in this part we didn't really get into, um, at one point um, when they're running from the pirates and the military, um, they end up in, like, an abandoned mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come across this old man um, who, like, Patsu knows and, like, is friends with. Um, and he just, like, wanders around in these mines, like, by himself. In the right, dark. yeah. Um, and then, and yeah, like, this is oh, actually, like, I, I totally know people who do this, by the way. Yeah. Like, this is a, this is a real thing. Anyway, continue. Um, and so they're like, oh, like, don't you get lonely? And he's like, no, like, the rocks talk to me, you know, and stuff. And so, right. like, just seeing this, like, connection, right, that, like, nature is, like, its own being and, like, has, you know... The ability to like communicate right with people um even like you know obviously not through like words or stuff but like just the fact that like you know the vines have like grown over this weapon like that means something right right that says something yeah. about people you know right yeah um well i think that also like something is, so you sort of have these there's multiple encounters with these robots right the first is with mm-hmm. um with shita like calling it right and the thing is that the thing I really like about this is I think it articulates something about, like, the way systems function. Mm-hmm. And, like, how, like, Sheeta, like, does not want it to be hurt or want it to hurt, right? Yeah. And she is distressed when, like, it's, like, killing soldiers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what it was built to do, and that's what it's, like, going to do, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and I think that, like, um, and but also you see this one that, like, where nature sort of is, like, overtaking it. Like, it's all, like, there's, like, a bird on its shoulder. It's covered in moss, mm-hmm. right? And there's this really, I mean, one of the, just, I mean, one of many beautiful images in this movie is, like, under the roots of this giant tree at the center of uh, Laputa mm-hmm. is just, like, all these robots that are just overgrown, yeah. right? And this, like, that you, like, become part of nature again, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, yeah, like, there's sort of this, like, there is this system of work that, like, you know, very explicitly, like, reinforces monarchy, right? Yeah. That, like, is meant to sort of protect and enforce this certain kind of power mm-hmm. right but then like the next moment you encounter that it is undone right yeah. that like this other older thing has like taken it over mm-hmm. and possessed it right yeah. and it's beautiful mm-hmm. right this is not like i'm making it sound creepy <laughs> yeah. it is not creepy yeah. right it is this like wondrous mm-hmm. thing um and i think this like i mean i mean i just feel like in the period we live in, in you know, when climate change is just, like, ever escalating, ever more horrible. I'm like, this is obviously, like, I mean, this movie's been in the 80s, but a lot of this stuff was just as relevant then as it is now, right? Uh, maybe not as desperate or as drastic, right? It just feels like these movies have a way of articulating, like, both, like, 
like in some ways these movies are so fundamentally human they're about mm-hmm. human actors and it cares about them right and it's interested in them and wants to see them succeed and it's empathy for them mm-hmm. but also sort of recognizes that like we are not it yeah right there is something beyond us and there mm-hmm. is something that like will claim us mm-hmm. at the end of our lives and like yeah. that thing let's be honest and that, I think that's part of what makes Muska like so evil so <laughs> monstrous is he's I mean he is very concerned with this kind of temporal power and worse he thinks it's eternal Right. Yeah, no, it's true. I I want to b- bounce off of yeah. that because um, I think that same robot like shows that like yeah they're like not only are these like systems like governing like you know how like people work you know and like what you know what they're meant like how things work in the world um, and also like how like nature just like overtakes it in the end like the single robot. I think also shows, like, that we do have a choice in, like, how we interact with these systems and nature and everything. Because, like, all the other robots, you know, like, got overgrown, but there is still one who exists, who is operating. And I think, like, it's because, like, this robot has taken it upon themselves to, like, protect the garden and to, like, commune with the animals. And it, like, leaves flowers at this grave, like, for, you know, the humans who are long gone right, right? like it continually yeah. like it cares about things i just like think uh, i was like oh it's kind of like a wally thing right like all the ro- so, yeah. all the robots who like were just doing their job like all shut down but like the one who actually like cared about things and right. like found like its own beauty you know like s- can like still thrive right exist. what i feel like this is getting into i think sort of the the ecology i mean that we've already talked about right is that um, there's this sense of like, like I think um, there's something, and I don't, I don't know if this is something that a lot of environmentalists talk about anymore. And it's also something that, of course, like bad actors use as like a terrible, you know, like oh, environmentalists don't care about people because they mm-hmm. think the earth would be better without them, and like isn't that disgusting, <laughs> right? But I do think it's like well, but like I, I think there's a weirdness to the idea that like oh, like yes, we need to protect like all animals, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, humans could just be gone, the Earth would be better, <laughs> right? And, like, I think in some ways there's, like, I think the Earth would exist, right? I don't think yeah. we are essential to, like, the functioning of nature, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, we could disappear tomorrow and, like, it wouldn't matter to, like, a lot of things, yeah. right? In fact, it would be a lot better for a lot of things, right? I don't mean to, I think the point there is is valid, but I also think that, like, there is, like, there is no reason that we cannot peaceably exist with nature. And that doesn't mean, like, never doing harm, right? Mm-hmm. There is, like... I mean, there's a scene where the... You know, when they first crash land, the robot comes up oh to them and starts gosh. to move the, their glider, right? And Putz is like, what? Like, don't do that. And then they kind of... But she's just like, no, wait, just hold on. Like, wait for it. And they find these, like, little eggs, you know? He there's, was just like, trying a to little protect, nest. Trying to protect this nest, right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, that... Like, that moment, but at the same time, like... He's, you know, big robot step around. I'm sure he's killed a few bucks, right? <laughs> you know? And, like, I don't think the movie's, like, explicitly getting into this, right? But there is this, like, part of nature and part of how it functions is, like, death and, and conflict, right? Yeah. But that's not, like, embracing that mystery and that that problem, right, mm-hmm. is part of what living in harmony with it means. And, like, yeah. so much of the, the human conflict with nature is the urge to control instead of the urge to, like, let be and, like, embrace and be part of, yeah. right? Yeah. it's, like... The happy ending for Laputa is like the weapon is destroyed 
Yeah. And then, like, the city floats away just with, like, the trees and the building and the robot. Yeah, the fox squirrels, right? right? Like, like, you know, it's like the last shot that we see, like, of the city. I think is like the robot, like, walk, you know, kind of like looking at them, like goodbye, you know, and then like walking back to the garden, you know, like right. with the birds following, right? Like, yeah, like they're you can make like an active choice, right? And so, and again, like, still probably gonna step on some bugs, right? But, like, yeah. the weapon is gone, and like, you know, right? Like, there aren't like hordes of people like stomping in to like ransack the treasure right you know, and like cause harm yeah um and stuff so yeah there's like right well i think there's also like a sense i mean i i don't know i feel like again this is i don't think this is a read the movies fully equipped to like deal with but there's also a sense of what lapita becomes like a decolonized space right <laughs> that like it is sort of given back to the forces that originally inhabited it right mm-hmm. and let to be right and i think it's also interesting like because I think it would be so easy for this movie to slip into weird stuff about, like, bloodlines and, like, mm-hmm. Cheetah being, like, the chosen person, right? Oh. And she, like, kind of is. I mean, I don't think, again, I don't think it's, I don't think this movie's, what the movie's really about, but, like, the fact that Muska's also one of them. Yeah. And that he's just the worst, <laughs> right? And that he's not, like, a pro- like, in, in some sense, he's not, like, appropriating Monica power or, like, robbing the, tr- like, he is the true king. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has every, as much, a legitimate claim in sort of this like monarchal sense to Laputa mm-hmm. as Sheeta does. It's just bad because he's evil, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And like, like there isn't this met- these weird metaphors that like I mean even stuff I like like Lord of the Rings indulges in where like the true blood king has to return for things to be made right, yeah. right? Yeah, you didn't see this part. This I have all, not. This is all <laughs> obviously. Um, so. Let's see what else what else we got. Next. I mean, we got a few things. We got a few things. Uh, we could talk about gender. We were getting into that a lot more earlier. But yeah. We can finish that finish that off maybe. Yeah. So, for sure. Um so I was thinking a lot about this. Um cuz again, like my teenage self like judging myself <laughs> and being like, "Oh, like this movie is just like, you know, silly and whatever and like i think the boy is cute and like that's bad you know right yeah um Mm -hmm. and stuff and like yeah don't i I just want to be clear we were pro thinking boys are cute on this podcast (laughs) um yeah no it's just judging myself yeah yeah no uh yeah i'm just saying there's like people out there who are like i can't believe i'm attracted to men and like stuff and i get it I get it. I do. <laughs> yeah. But also, we are, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yep. It's fine to like men. It's yeah. totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. No matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and as I was, like, watching it, you know, I'm, like, I'm older, and I was, like, keeping an eye out, like, okay, like, you know, how good, like, is this movie really, you know, and stuff. And, like, a thing that I thought about because like um is just i'm not setting this up very well (laughs) but like the question i thought of was are we harder on female characters um the answer is yes yeah (laughs) um but like what this movie why this movie made me think of this question is because um on like a very surface level (laughs) if you yeah if you only watch like half the movie and aren't like giving it its due, right. um, then like it seems like Sheeta is like 
you know, kind of weak, or she's, like, this damsel who, like, is always being rescued by Patsu and the pirates and all these things, and, like, everybody's just chasing her. Right. Um, and she, like... Well, and she is, like, I mean, in, 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 a, in a real sense, like, well, I think also it's important that, like, there's the crystal, right? And in some ways, like... Yeah. Like, um, Muska doesn't need her. He needs the mm-hmm. crystal, right? He wants her because he's, like, still wanting this, like, weird... Like, well, it's and at first um, they think that she like they need her for the crystal to work, right? But yeah. then it starts working on its own, yeah. Um, eventually, so he's like, I don't need her, right? Um, and stuff, and so yeah, like you know, there's scenes where it compares like Patsu, who's like been thrown in this dungeon, and he's like climbing up this like sheer stone wall like and trying to squeeze out of this impossibly small hole yeah um right and then like cut to shita being in this like extravagant like tower and just like you know crying um right yeah and so like on a very surface level it's like "Mm, this movie is you know not feminist like shita you know is right is like this you know whatever like this weak and like bad character like that's how we talk about women you know in yeah. fiction and stuff right um, it's like they have mm-hmm. to be kicking literal butts <laughs> yeah in order like you know 100 percent of the time in order for like people in order for people to take them seriously and that right. like includes lots of women <laughs> like yeah well i guess i i have not seen captain marvel um but i know mm-hmm. that's a criticism people have of that movie is that she's like basically like on all the time and mm-hmm. isn't really allowed to be vulnerable mm-hmm. in a way that i would argue like i mean yeah that like wonder woman is in wonder woman mm-hmm. right um yeah. but that's a whole different conversation <laughs> um yeah um yeah and stuff and so but yeah but i think there is like value and that's like that where the part like these varieties of femininity come in right like you know i think you know in like some camps people are like quick to say like oh like you know, if a woman, like, acts like a traditional woman, like, you know, that's bad, um, and stuff, but, like, people don't see the value, like, I love the scene where, like, Sheeta is crying, like, in her tower, um, and stuff, and she, like, remembers being taught, like, these different spells and stuff, and, like, that is, like, a very feminine thing, like, you know, Mm -hmm. having, like, mothers and grandmothers, like, teach daughters, like, you know, like, passing down these histories of, like, practical you know like things that they can use like to you know to work you know in the house or like to protect themselves and stuff and like she uses that magic and it's like incredibly powerful and like you know that like same magic like destroys like a nuclear weapon right Right. and stuff and she like doesn't do it like patsu like comes in you know and he's like got this gun you know he's like ready to go but then like he joins with her and they like use yeah. This, like, feminine, you know, <laughs> this feminine power to, like, destroy, you know, like, this immense, like, terrible power. Right. Um, and stuff. And so, I just think, yeah, like, we need to be, as, like, you were talking earlier, like, I think we can be really reductive, especially, like, in these areas, like, gender, where, like, you know, um, like, women and gender minorities have just, like, been denied, like, space and dignity, like, so right. often. That, like, you know, I think we can just jump to, like, you know, demanding things of them that we wouldn't demand of others. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it's also just, like, about, I, I think something the movie is doing, I think it's interested in, like, you know, what is, what is, what is strength look like? Mm-hmm. 
and what how do you communicate strength and what does that mean and like you know what is the difference between strength and power yeah. right um, because I think like like Muska is powerful mm-hmm. right he's a coward he's yeah. a bad man right mm-hmm. and so I think that like and like she does ultimate act is like in some ways very passive or like comparatively passive mm-hmm. right and I just think it like it's trying to look at like what is like what does strength mean and like how do you sort of undo the kinds of systems that like Muska is a part of mm-hmm. and the answer is like <laughs> okay, I don't know why I'm dragging Captain Marvel today <laughs> a movie that I've not seen but the answer is like neither of us, us have seen. seen yeah but like you know the answer is not like oh we'll join the military right or like be be a shill for the like imperialist arm of the United States uh-huh, right uh-huh. Um, but it's to like undo those structures of power yeah. right and I think that's something that like like even though Patsu like is in some ways more traditionally heroic right mm-hmm. in that he's like you know I mean like pretty strong for a kid his age and like yeah. very quick and like agile and like adventurous right yeah, he climbs so many surfaces he climbs so many things i mean yeah it even like takes his shoes like it's you know he's yeah. like a diehard over here oh you yeah know? <laughs> right like do the thing um but like um there's still a sense in which yeah like he is also like extraordinarily tender Ugh, right he's and, so sweet and kind of, yeah and like that this you know that like that the pow- kind of power that he has and the kind of strength that he has mm-hmm. could not be more different than Muska's, right? Yeah. And, like, that that distinction, like, the way strength is communicated and the way power is communicated matters <laughs> in a big way. And yeah. that, like, Shita... Like, and the thing is also that, like, yeah, like, you know, they rescue each other often, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's never just passive. And it's also, like, they, they grow in a relationship together, which yeah. is also an important distinction, <sighs> right? Like, Because so I think, like, a lot of a lot of fiction like this where someone gets damseled or there's a mm-hmm. female character that's like important it's usually like in the abstract in a big way right yeah. that like you get you get a flashback sequence or they're there at the beginning of the movie and then they're not for most of the rest of the runtime mm-hmm. right i mean i think video games are like particularly egregious this yeah including my like personal uh like axe to grind last of us which like is extremely <laughs> guilty of this right mm-hmm. where the the female character is the emotional center point of that movie is dead basically from the get-go i mean yeah and people will probably dispute that uh in a way because also there's like a really important female character is playable and like yes like she's really important but like the movie's way more interested in this man's like grief and loss than it is in her and that's mm-hmm. the t um <laughs> left behind the dlc is actually really great and people should play that if they haven't and have played last of us mm-hmm. um because it's about you know gals being growls kissing each other which is great um <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that was a huge tangent. It's all good. Um, I'll go back to... Because, yeah, like, I think what also, like, strengthens Sheeta as a character, not that she, like, needs it. Right. I don't think she's weak. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just, like, the presence of Dola, who is, yeah. like, this other woman and, like, you know, acts, like, in a very different way. Right. Um, well, also... But, yeah, like, it's... But, like, her power, like, is based in, like familial ties like right, she's yeah. like explicitly a matriarch right and, like also um again like i mentioned earlier is like in the ways that it was weird but like also it's like cool in the ways that like yeah. dola and Sheeta are like compared to each other right, right. And it's like you know in like and that's like a positive thing and right. even like she she's like really like grumpy and sassy and like you know right like down to business but there's like a moment where she's like listening in on the kids talking because she's got like these little like spy like you know like um 
you know, basically. Well, I think like, that you just, like, use them to talk to, yeah. to different parts of the yeah, ship. But yeah, she's, she's, she's dropping, she, to be yeah, clear. She's, but, like, she's yeah. you know, she's I think people know that they're there. But, yeah. yeah. True. Um, and stuff, but she, like, she's, like, listening to them have, like, this tender conversation. And, like, she's just, like, in bed, like, smiling. And she's, like, oh, isn't that cute? Right. And stuff. And then, like, I think Patsu says something, like, oh, yeah, like, Dola's actually, like, kind of sweet. And she's, like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> she gets grumpy. And right. So, and so it's, like, yeah, there's, yeah, like, again, you know, it, like, yeah, there's just, like, different ways of being right. a woman. And, like, you know, they're both women. And, like, right. And they're well, both I think great. also, like, like, there's, like, the, I mean, yeah, like, I don't. I think this this movie also shows because you have like the men of the coal mines and like sort of also the structure of those families right mm-hmm. that, that are there that is pretty traditional right yeah. and you like obviously like you get these little hints of like the like the wife of the like Patsu's coal miner mentor is like real sassy yeah you know she's real smart too there's like mm-hmm. a couple scenes where like she helps Shida out and stuff um, but like it, you know the family structure of that is very traditional yeah. right but then the, the structure of the pirates is like like she's the you know, I mean, oh, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this isn't gross. Because, like, the go-to thing was, like, she wears the pants. And, like, I hate that. Right? She does uh, have an amazing jumpsuit. She does have an amazing jumpsuit. Yeah, those, like, rompers or whatever. Like, I don't know. They're very good. Um, but, like, she, uh, but she's in charge, right? She's the yeah. leader. And, like, also, like, in some ways, like, her husband is the one who's, or her partner, I should say. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if they're legally married. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's at home tending to the house, right? Yeah. Like, that's what he's that's doing. That's literally what he's doing. Right. And then also, like, those sons are, like, so emotional. Yeah. And, like, have these, like, crushes and, like, are so, like, flamboyant. Yes. Right? And stuff. Oh, and like they so, are sassy boys. Yeah, they, they are. And, like, I think the thing is that, like, but the thing is it doesn't, I think there, there's a way that you could play this. It's like, oh, like, look what we're doing. Like look, look at this thing that we're subverting, and like, yeah, and like, but, and to be clear, that's maybe fine, and maybe there's yeah. like a place, but there's also like this just feels so human and mm-hmm. warm, yeah, and like, it's, it's just natu- it's like it's of like, course like this is how it is because like that's how some people operate, yeah, world, yeah, right, like mm-hmm. it's not like we're like we have to like create this situation in order to make a point. It's like no, like it's just reflecting different yeah. types of real, of real people, real yeah. people, right? Which I think, yeah, like. I just want to be clear. It's like distinct from like, like I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna drag Avengers Endgame, also a movie I've not seen. <laughs> but the the better example is maybe Star Trek Beyond, where like, um, you know, Sulu has like a, a husband and a kid and stuff, and like they actually are like, kind of important to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important to know that like Sulu has a family for mm-hmm. some of the stuff that happens in in Star Trek Beyond. Um, but they're not like it's not hashtag representation, right? They're like not in the movie at all, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I want to be clear that this is like distinct from that kind of thing, yeah. Where it's like, like this is representing like real people's real experiences of mm-hmm. gender in in a way that I think you know is like tangible and like yeah. you know. And it's yeah. my turn to go off on a mini tangent about a yeah. video game. Um, okay. So just thinking like you know I was thinking of space gays in space and like Tacoma. Oh yeah. You know it's just an example like. There are gays in space, and, like, some of them, like, are in, like, awesome, healthy relationships, and, like, some of them are struggling, right? You know, and stuff, and so, like, yeah, you can have, yeah, it's just, like, there's different types of, like, representation. Right, well, I I think even, like, I'm trying to remember who said this, I think it was Tara something on Twitter, 
but they were talking about how like representation is like a weird way to talk about art media. Yeah. Um, and I think like I mean I think I think this is something that, that they would acknowledge, right? Um, that there's complexity there, and like how like yes, like I think to some degree like it is important for like, you know, like I'm glad that like I'm glad that people can like go, you know, that a girl can see Star Wars and see a girl using a lightsaber, right, mm-hmm. and being like the hero. Like that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not I don't mean to be like that's bad, but like there is a sense of, obviously like. You know, Disney's playing us all for fools, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're exploring. Kathleen Kennedy loves those white hair, white, white brunette girls. <laughs> yeah, she really does. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, like, let's have, yeah, let's have POC in Star Wars, please. <laughs> um, uh, but also, um, oh, actually, I, I mean, specifically women of color, even, because, like, yeah. Rogue One, you got a lot of. We got Rose. Got Rose. You got Rose. Rose is the best. Rose is great. Yeah, anyway, so the thing is that, like, um, but I just think there, there's, um, I, I think when we worry, we, we should not worry about, like, what is a proper representation, mm-hmm. right, of something. And I think try to worry about, like, what, what is this communicating? Is it is it true? Mm-hmm. Is it, If it's not true, like, is it that maybe still good? Like, you know, there's, like, what, the, there's just different ways of, like, approaching and, like, working mm-hmm. through representation of gender and art that doesn't, I think demean things and i also think it is important to acknowledge that something can be multiple things at once right like we've talked through like the parts of the gender stuff in this movie that's like kind of weird and mm-hmm. skeevy mm-hmm. right but most of it is like all this other stuff and it is you know both things right yeah. and i think it's i think it's trying you know i, I mean this is just something that's been frustrating i think about certain com- or that i've been frustrated with personally about certain conversations i have in line where it's like oh is you know is like tomb raider bad and it's like, well, I mean, yeah, but, like, also it's not. And, like, it is complicated, right? Ah, oh, man. Mm. <laughs> well, I could go off I go with this, too. Yeah. But it just... We'll, say, we'll save it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think... Did I, anyway, there are, pe- there are very smart people who talk about this on Twitter. It makes me angry how people talk about how the later, like, the 2013, starting with 2012 or 2013 Tomb Raiders are, like, exceptions to, like, the gross misogyny of the earlier games. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider is not too bad, although it is very colonialist. Um, but so that's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. Um, but uh, but like Tomb Raider is like a, it's so gross. It's a really gross gay, male gazy thing, and like just because like it doesn't like do the same doesn't do it in the same way that the earlier games does, and it like mm-hmm. tries to humanize Laura, make her into a person, does not mean that the game is not still engaging in these kinds of gazy things, right? Again, it can be both. Anyway, um, wow! I did not expect to talk so much about video games this time. Yeah, it happens. It um, it does. <laughs> it happens right. a lot. Um, yeah, something I don't think this will take as long. Um, but I think it is related. I mean, just to like, like gender and representation and like things that we were kind of talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like again earlier, what was mentioned, um, earlier, in how this like movie is not at all sexual. Yeah. Um, but I think it is, like, really, it is, like, it is, like, powerfully and, like, subtly romantic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, like, this really hit me, like, when I was a teenager and, like, I watched this. Um, and, like, you know, uh, like you said, like, Patsu and Shita, like, grow in their relationship together. Yeah. Um, and, some, and like, you know, become, like, closer, like three you know like they hit it off right away but right like yeah their relationship like deepens and like you know through all throughout the movie um and stuff and they like you know 
there is, like, nothing explicit about, like, a relationship happening or, like, even in the future other than them just, like, staying together, you know, like, right, hanging out yeah. with each other. But, like, yeah, they like, They clearly, could both be gay, right? <laughs> they could both be gay, but, like, they clearly, like, love each other and yeah. care each about each other deeply and they do, like, touch each other, right? Right, There yeah. are so many scenes where, like, they are just, like, close and, like, holding each other or, like, grabbing on, you know, yeah. hold hands. Like, they cuddle under, like, this blanket. Um, they, yeah. like, yeah, like, ugh, like, there's just this, I, like, shared this gif on our Twitter and stuff where they, like, they, like... Collapse. Yeah, the... they collapse together and they're, like, holding each other, like, close. Yeah. Um, and they, like, are laughing and then they, like, open up, you know, onto the grass and stuff, right. like, pull apart. But it's... It's, it was just, like, so nice for me when I was, like, kind of, like, I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say I was struggling with my sexuality, but, like, having, like, a lot of questions and, like, things were difficult, yeah. you know, for me as a teenager and stuff. And just seeing, like, you know, this, like, ostensible, like, couple, like, being able to, like, care about each other and, like, be physical with each other. Yeah. Um, apart from, like you know, having, like, a sexual relationship, like, was just really cool. And, yeah. like, something that I hung on to for years. <laughs> right. No, but I, I think it... I don't know exactly how to articulate this, but, yeah, I think it's just really moving and touching, and I think, like... Like, there is a... Um, there's a power in, in touch. Um, at least, you know, I mean, not everybody, like, wants to be touched, right? <laughs> and even it just, like, wants to be hugged or, like, wants to, you know... Anyway... I don't mean to, like, talk, talk to other people's experiences, right? But, like, um, I mean, there, there were times in my life where, like, I, you know, was not having, like, any kind of platonic affection, right? Mm -hmm. Where I was, like, not being hugged very often or whatever. And it was, like, painful for me, mm -hmm. right? And so I think, like, yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I don't think this is what the movie's about. But, like, I do think, like, there's something about that relationship and how it's animated and performed mm -hmm. that's just so tender and, and emotional and, like, just, like, also... Like yeah, like in, like is just warm, right? In, in mm -hmm. this way, so I think you've done a good job of articulating yeah. that. I just had a lot of teenage feels. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you would, and, and yeah, man, I, I'm really like I'm not mad at myself when I was younger. I like understand, especially since like, you know, like I'm trans and like all this stuff. It's like really complicated, um, but the, uh, like I just wish I I really liked romance as a kid and as a teenager and like I liked I liked romantic comedies I liked reading like I got into like shoujo manga mm -hmm. right like I liked reading about relationships and reading about those kinds of things and I felt embarrassed by, by mm -hmm. that right and like it, you know to some degree not, not to the degree where like I didn't like I read lots of Fruits Basket right <laughs> like yeah, you know you didn't not I didn't I didn't not but I didn't do it as much as I could have yeah. and there was a point where and maybe not consciously, but I sort of felt like I had outgrown that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And just, like, that process of, like, going back through and discovering it has been really rewarding, but it also is, like, going to be bittersweet, right? Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, like, there's some parts of, like, Mizaki movies. Uh, I mean, this one and, and Kiki's Liberty Service and actually um, and The Wind Rises, which you haven't seen yet, that, like, have these sort of, like, beautiful romances in them and mm -hmm. that, you know, that, I think stuff that, like, resonated with me as, as a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that I wish I had been able to, like, more fully articulate or embrace at the mm -hmm. time. Yeah, and it's just, oh, it's so nice, because, like, yeah, there's, there's, like, all different kinds of, like, romance and stuff, um, but, like, tra you know, traditionally, in, like, certainly, like, American movies and such, um, like, 
romance, um, like, the conflict arises, like, um, it's interpersonal, but not, like, in a realistic way. Right. Um, often it's, like, contrived. Because right. Because you have to have drama. Right. Um, well, so it's, like, it's, like, I mean, look, like, um, you've got Mayo where it's, like, they're competing business people. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a class dynamic there, too, right? <laughs> but, like, but there's, like, there's sort of this arbitrary, like, conflict set up, right? Mm-hmm. Or sort of... And, like, not to be that stuff... That stuff can be interesting. Like, it's yeah. not necessarily bad, but... Um, or I'm, I'm thinking just more, like, it's, like, oh, like, you misheard what I was saying. Oh, right, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, like, that's mostly, um, and stuff. Because, like, the real con... You know, we want to... We want to talk about you, got mail. <laughs> I mean, like, the real conflict is, like, he knows that, like, you know, he's, like, the secret... Right. You know, admirer, but, like, they've been corresponding and stuff, and he, like, keeps that from her, right? Like, that's the, you know, which, like, happens all the time, like, you know, in relationships. Right, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, which I, again, <laughs> I have not seen You've Got Mail, or oh. I have not seen most of it. I've seen bits of it. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, like, yeah, there is just, like, the conflict that does happen in this movie, again, and, like, you could argue the same thing happens... In this movie, right, where Sheeta is like, go away, don't hang around me, forget about Laputa, um, and stuff, when she's under duress, yeah. right, and stuff, and, like, Patsu's, like, mad and hurt and upset by that, right? Right. Um, but, like, you know, but then, like, you know, he gets over it, and he's like, oh, like, you know, she needs, like, you know, like, something's happening, you know? Right, know. yeah. And, like, he still, like, cares about her, right? Um... And stuff, and so it's just like they just are dedicated to each other, like the whole movie. Yeah. And it's really sweet. It's really good. And good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had something to add there, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of want to touch on like like how this like again this is like a Europe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like um, Cagliostro. Right, like Cagliostro. Um, and actually, it's a bit interesting because our, our next movie is Totoro. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, that is Japan. Yeah. Right, that is a movie about Japan. And so we will we will <laughs> sort of see, straight right? Up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it was interesting. Again, like, there's sort of this tension between, like, because, like, the mountain village where Patsu lives is, like, the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> and is, like, this very, like, idealized, right? Um, and you've, you've had this really interesting note here where he... Yeah, went to a, he was in Wales. Yes, so I was I was reading up about this, um, just on the Wikipedia page, um, and so like he took a trip to Wales, um, kind of like at the beginning when he was like working on this movie, um, and then a couple years later, um, and it was like like Potsu's town is like heavily inspired by like this mining town in Wales, um, but I guess like the first time that he went there, went to Wales. Um, all the miners there were, like, on strike. Yeah. Um, and stuff, and he, like, (laughs) and he says, um, I have the quote here, I just want to make sure that I read it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he says, um, he said, I was in Wales just after the miners' strike. I really admired the way the miners' unions fought to the very end for their jobs and communities, and I wanted to reflect the strength of those communities in my film. Um, and so, and, like, we see that, you know, they, like, band, like, they're struggling, but they, like, all band together, and they, like, yeah. fight these pirates, you know, and they support these kids and stuff, and they're, like, they're great. Um, and stuff, but then, like, I think it is cool, and, like, yeah, we'll see this, like, explicit transition into Japan, 
Um, but, like, I think this, this part of the quote is, like, also really indicative of just, like, the way art works and, like, yeah. inspiration. Because um, he says, um, I admired those men. I admired um, the way they battled to save their way of life, just as the coal miners in Japan did. Many people of my generation see the miners as a symbol, a dying breed of fighting men. Now they are gone. And yeah. so and so he's, like, connecting. Like, he went to a different country, like, a different culture, like, all these things, and, like, saw something that, like, reflected, like, his own country, you know? Right, and his, like, yeah. own experiences, you know, and things and stuff. And so it's, like, yeah, it's cool. It's, like, it may be, like, an idealized Europe, but, like, you know, it's it could be an idealized right. anywhere, right? Like, right, it connects... Yeah. To lots of different people. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Well, I, I don't think this maybe gets into, like, like the politics of the movie are, like, there. Like, this movie has pretty explicit politics, I think. But also, like, the, sort of the particulars of this place are, are very fuzzy, right? Mm -hmm. And there is a sense, yeah, that it, it, it does not, like, you don't really know, like, what what this Europe is and, like, what its yeah. relationship is to other nations in the world and, like, mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? And I don't think the movie necessarily has to be about that. But the thing that I, that I really appreciate is how it, it gives dignity to, I mean, like, Pretty much all of its characters, except the ones that are, like, explicitly evil, like Colonel Muska and, like, the general guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, these these sort of arbiters of, like, this uncaring and indifferent state, right? Yeah. Like, those are the bad people, yeah. right? And I think that, like, the, the time it takes to humanizing your dignity to, to, like, poor and working class people is, like, really great. And, like, it, you know, it, there's a lot of this movie, like, it didn't have to be that. Like, Shida could have been some rich kid, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Patsy could have been some rich kid, I mean. Yeah, well, because yeah. she, I mean, she is, like, a princess. Right, but right? she also but she, like... she grew up, like, on this farm. Like, yeah, Like, in yeah. another valley, right? And, like, right. didn't even know, like, about that. Like, wasn't raised that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the way it's doing that is really nice. And I also think um, there's, like, and I think we've seen this again recently, where, like, um, I mean, President Trump has been, like, we're returning to coal. We're, and, like, obviously, like, I think, you know, um, Misaki is aware of the environmental degradation that stuff like this causes, right? <laughs> uh, but I think the thing is that, like, um, the thing is that I, this is a line of rhetoric that I use. It's like, oh, well, jobs will open up. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the market changes and shifts, and, you know, it'll provide for everyone. <laughs> right? And the thing is, that's not true. Yeah. Right? And that, like, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying someone is justified in voting for Trump, you know, because they're, like, worried about their job because they have economic anxiety or whatever, right? But the thing is, there is a real concern about, like, how am I going to make a livelihood? Mm -hmm. What is my livelihood going to look like when this industry that my entire family has been a part of for generations dies, mm -hmm. right? That, like, should be addressed and should be talked to yeah. and that people should be provided for and given, you know, and that people should also be given power and be able yeah. to, like, negotiate their, their own labor and, like, receive education and, like, fight for those things, right? And be, you know, and so, like, yeah, this unionize. is a movie that's like, yeah, unionization, right? Which is like, yeah, Miyazaki said unionize. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't, I do not know what the labor conditions are like at Studio Ghibli. The little I've heard is not great. <laughs> so maybe not. Maybe he did not say that. But, um, but you he know. Thought, he thought about it. He thought about it. He saw people who were unionized and thought, that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know I, I think that like stuff like that is important I think the movie does a, at least a, a good job of sort of beginning to gesture at that kind of mm -hmm. stuff right yeah um, yeah yeah and I think we'll, we'll get into this more with yeah with I think like I mean The Wind Rises engages with this stuff in a really interesting way with labor and art and, and like you know common people 
right. forward to it. Yeah, uh, I, we're gonna, that movie is a whole lot. I, I, I like it a lot, I think. Um, I think, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we've, we've already talked about this. It's good. Um, I think the thing is, it's like, ugh, it's so depressing because I really think that movie is like Miyazaki looking back at his life making films and basically being like, I've just contributed to like destructive capitalism. <laughs> So it's yeah, I think it's like, uh, and like there's some moments that are really beautiful, but I think the the overlook of that movie is very bleak. Uh, but I might be wrong. Like it's been a while since I've seen it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've covered most of the stuff I want to say about this movie. Um, is no. there something else that you want to address that we have in the notes here? Or yeah, I mean, I'll I'll try to be brief. Um, I was like intrigued. Um, by a small conversation that we had um, about peril. Um, Yes. um, And I think what it points to, like, where I'm going to end up, I'll give you my end point, and then we'll get there, is, like, I think um, that, like, a lot of Miyazaki movies are, like, really, like, uh, really, you know, accessible and enjoyable for children, but also, like, you know, are, like, very deep and, like, speak to adult things and, like, are, you know, adult movies, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And stuff. Because, um, yeah, you were, like, you said something about, like, why is 2001 A Space Odyssey rated G? (laughs) And why is Castle in the Sky PG? Um, And stuff. And I was thinking, like, just that, like, Obviously, like, you know, Castle in the Sky has, like, a lot of cartoon violence. Right. Um, and stuff. Um, which, like, makes it, you know, scarier for kids. Right. Um, but, like, you know, the scariest thing to me, and, like, I talked about this in our Cagliostro episode, like, the creepiest part, like, of this movie is, like, um, when Muska's got, um, Shita like trapped you know and stuff and he's like oh like get used to this place like we're gonna spend a lot of time together right and like it's the creepiest thing yeah yeah and like a kid might not like pick up on it you know it's like oh it's a bad man and like he trapped her yeah that's scary and stuff but like you know to someone who's older like that type of peril like that implied like violence you know and stuff is like it can be really scary uh, yeah. Well, like, I think that, I think there's also something really interesting. So there's an early cut in the movie yes. where so the pirates are invading the airship where where Shita and Muscar. This is the very beginning of the film, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Muska is like sending a message, you know, with with um, Morse code to like another airship, right? And so he's got headphones on. He's like doing the beep 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 beep, beep <laughs> you know, whatever, right? And then Shita like picks up a bottle from the floor and like uh, it's so good because she's just like kind of sits there and then she like reaches up takes a deep breath and then it cuts to one of the pirates like shooting it's like the barrel of a gun yeah right and then there's a little bit with the pirates and then it cuts back to like muska's body on the floor and the broken right? glass and the broken glass right. right i think there's something interesting about how the movie like is like we're not going to show she to do violence right mm-hmm. like and it's it's there like she does that yeah but we are not going to show it right mm-hmm. and i think there's I don't know, it's not, it's not exactly on the same wavelength that you're talking about. Yeah, but, but I, think I think it makes sense. I mean, it. like, pirates invading a ship, like, could be scary, you know, for kids. But, like, it's also fun. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, a, a child, like, you know, yeah. attacking their kidnapper, like, is really scary. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and, yeah. And so just kind of, like, I just like how these movies, like, include, like, both sides of it. Yeah. Um, but, like, the way they do maybe, like, the stuff that's scarier, like, on a more adult level is, like, right. it's not, it doesn't indulge in that. Right, yeah. I think that's true. And I, th- I think kind of what I was getting at with 2001 is more that, like, that's an audience thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this is a movie that, like, is, like, I mean, yeah, I, I think you can be like, it's for everyone. And, like, it's true. But it, it, is, it is for kids, right? This is a mm-hmm. movie that, like, you would take your children to to mm-hmm. watch, right? Um, and 2001 is, like, not that movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I guess, like, it, I don't think there's anything, like, like particularly distressing or, like, terrible in it that, like, a kid couldn't watch. But, like, they would probably, a kid, especially, like, a certain age, would just fall asleep during it, probably. Yeah. Right? And, like, maybe not. Like, it depends on <laughs> kids or people. Like, they yeah. have human things. And, like, maybe you mm-hmm. have a kid who's, like, really into Carl Sagan or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who would, like, go wild for this movie. But, like, I think there's something interesting about, like, yeah, like, what what is deemed, like, objectionable and, like, appropriate for, like, a child. Mm-hmm. And what is, like, you know, and yeah. who the audience members of it that that stuff is, right? And, like, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Like, I think about, like, yeah, like, now so many movies, like, Force Awakens is PG-13, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm like, is that is that a PG-13 movie? <laughs> is it? Is it? Attack of the Clones is PG. Yeah. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is, okay, hold, hold up. Attack <laughs> of the Clones is PG. Star Wars talk. Attack of the Clones is PG, uh-huh. and you know what Anakin does? He does a genocide in that movie. Yeah. There's does. not a single genocide in Force Awakens. Actually, there is. There's multiple. <laughs> Yeah, but, but it is, there are multiple <laughs> But it is abstract. You don't see them like uh-huh. it's not personal. Like you just nowadays. you just see the fear on their faces. Yeah, I guess that's true. But hey, that was in that was in A New Hope, and that's PG. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is Luke. I am your father. They didn't have PG thirteen. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Well. Yeah. I know you all come here for the Star Wars talk, <laughs> and that I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> Uh, y'all i i love star wars me too that's the theme that's the true theme of this podcast yeah it's good um i I mean i don't yeah to be clear like i don't know i think this is maybe better than every star wars movie (laughs) (laughs) but but also star wars is great i love it um yeah Yeah. i think we're good i think we are good Mm -hmm. um oh i guess one one thing so we had a note about like uh, so there's a part where the Colonel, Colonel Muska's like, the, this is the fire that burnt Sodom and Gomorrah and like the, you know, the, the God's arrow from the Ramayana and stuff. Um, and I think the movie doesn't explicitly comment on this. Um, yeah, it just kind of drops it. It just kind of drops it. Leaves. Yeah, so the thing is, the way I would read that, and I, I don't, you know, to be clear, I think this is like, I think this is fine. I do not think this is something that is like definitively in the text or anything. But like, Muska is like reaching for the mysterious, like finding the, like, trying to like, Bridget trying to be like, oh, this is what was meant by that. Yeah. You know, like, and it's I figured my, out, I figured what, out God is. what God is. Yeah. And it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And so I, I do not, I don't know how literally that is supposed to be taken where yeah. it's like, oh, like, yeah, this is the, this is sort of the thing that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think it's also interesting because, like, it's like, it was bad. At you know, <laughs> like, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, not great in yeah. the eyes of this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll leave it to you. Send your theories. Is Laputa God? God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave it to the listeners. You know, as we do on this podcast. Um, anyway, I think, yeah, I think we'll call it there, wrap it up. Yeah. Anyway, so we are supported by the Admiral Mapping Podcast Network, mm-hmm. which you can find at admiralmapping.com. And you can sure support can. On, on Patreon. 
Please do. Patreon.com slash Abnormal Mapping. Uh, Emma, where can you find us on the internet? So, um, you can find us on Twitter at, uh, at Seasons Movie Pod. That's our Twitter. Um, and you can email us at SeasonsPod, SeasonsPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'm always checking. Always emails. checking. Love emails. We love um, emails. You can find me personally on Twitter at U of Wales. Again, not the country where Miyazaki saw the coal miners <laughs> striking, <laughs> um, but the man in the aquatic boy. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Grace underscore Machine, and you can find the podcast, the RSS feed, to iTunes, and uh, all the episodes at AdmiralLiving.com slash Seasons Movie Pod. Mm-hmm. So what are we watching next? Uh, Totoro, my favorite Totoro. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's what we're watching next. Uh, good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, just, it's, we'll talk, we'll probably talk. Do you know, do you know the dark distress theory about my favorite Totoro? No. Okay, well, I will uh, leave that for next time. <laughs> oh, and I'm not oh. going to tell Emma what it is off air. Oh, no. We're going to do this. Oh, no. After we watch this movie. I don't like this. Um, I, okay. To be clear, I, I will share this as a mode of comfort. Uh-huh. I think this theory is bullcrap. I do not <laughs> think it is legitimate. I think it is a misreading of this film. Mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of interesting, and I think it's worth talking about. Okay. But I want to explain it to you on air. So we're going to so do that. <laughs> you don't need to be scared. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.